And a very happy Monday morning, everybody. Monday, January 8th, 2023. Tom Drake's Daily Cruise and Travel News Podcast brought to you by the Snood Factory. www.thesnoodfactory.com. Tom Drake here. Who else would it be? I'm on board the beautiful Oceana Serena. We are at sea today on our way to Great Stirrup K in the Bahamas. It is the private island for Norwegian Cruise Line, Oceana Cruise Line, and Region 7 Seas Cruise Line. It is beautiful. It has been around for many, many years. It was first started by Norwegian Cruise Line probably 35 years ago. It is unbelievable, pristine, beautiful. It is now set up for the big mega motherships for NCL. The the stowaway, stowaway, the the breakaway, the getaway. When we arrive, we'll have 500 guests and 400 crew on an island that's just magnificent. And we should be the only ship there. It is so nice. It is truly private. Across from us, Royal Caribbean has a private island. You'll see two of their big mega mothers there. Probably 7,000 people stomping through the sand. And we're just hanging out going, hey, it's pretty quiet over here. Uh, anyway, before I get to the update today, uh, what's happening in the cruise and travel uh, industry, I want to mention, uh, you know, I'm a comedian on ships, what I do. And last night I had a wonderful audience and I know that many of them listen to this podcast so I wanted to say thank you they were just so much fun so much fun that I actually put new material in comedians we get asked all the time where do you get your material well we write it we look around we develop it and then you got to try it out and you never know if it's going to work or not and I like to take the mickey out of my good friends from England I love the Brits so I popped a little bit in last night about the former Prime Minister of Great Britain Liz Truss and well here's an audio clip a bad audio clip but you should hear how it went now, I just heard a rumor, and I haven't been able to confirm it yet, but not the next news, but the one after. We might have a celeb, sometimes we have a celebrity speaker. And the word is that we might have former British Prime Minister Liz Truss. She might come with me. She's home, she got a hole in her calendar, there's not much going on in there. She has a new book that she's coming out, it's called Six Weeks or Better Than Nothing. <laughs> Now, the funny thing about that is that afterwards I did ask them if they were offended by it, and they said no. They were laughing as well as I was laughing, so that was a lot of fun. All right, it's enough about me. All right. Oh, there's the duck. All right, if you're a first-time listener to the podcast, Tom Drake, Drake is a duck. The duck is our logo. That sound is the duck telling me that I should stop talking about myself and do what I told people I would do, and that's talk about what is happening in the cruise and travel industry today. Cue the music. And that siren that you heard means that somebody else, some other cruise line, some ship got caught in the Australian and New Zealand biofoul net. There's a big net down there now. If you're new to the podcast, Australia and New Zealand last year passed regulations that prohibit any ship, whether it be cruise ship, cargo ship, freighter, from coming into their waters if there's any foul on the hull. And that's, uh, you know, snails, uh, potential oysters, tube worms, and all kinds of crap. Can't have crap on your hull. And the last week and a half, they caught the Viking Orion. They caught the Coral uh, princess and they caught the region seven seas explorer well guess what they caught oceana regatta it is off the coast of the kangaroo island 
Kangaroo Island. I was down there on Australia once. I went to the, I went to Thursday Island. We got there on Friday. Everybody left on Thursday. Nothing there but two drunks and the one-armed koala. Anyway, they're, they're off the coast of Kangaroo Island waiting to have their hull cleaned. It is a warning to every ship coming into Australia and Kiwi waters. Clean your hull, baby. Clean your hull. And I think you can do it on your own. You can do it like, you know, with Home Depot and some tools. Uh, we have divers on board. They can put on scuba gear and go down and clean the hull. It's not going to be much fun. But these companies were forced to hire an outside company and it had to be one they chose. What a scam. Anyway, Regatta caught. Caught in the net. Alright, sustainability, I do talk about it a lot. If you're a first-time listener, sustainability is the is, is really the desire of the cruise industry to get uh, environmentally friendly. And they've promised to have net zero emissions by 2050. That means eliminating bunker fuel and, and probably diesel. They have to really find things that don't uh, spew bad things into the space area, I guess. Uh, LNG, methanol, ethanol, your mother's oil, all kinds of stuff going on. LNG, liquid natural gas. Now Costa Cruises announced that they're partnered up with an Italian ed- energy firm. It's called Avidos. Avidos, a power company. Eh? I'm kidding. It's called Enel. E-N-L. That is not the name of an Italian. Come on. E-N-L? Uh, what kind of name is that? Come on. The Tony's. Hey, Tony's Fuel Company. Something like that. You know what I mean? Forget about it. Anyway, they're, they're uh, partnering up to develop batteries for their uh, cruise ships. Uh, probably should partner up to develop some people to sail on them. That would be a good start. But the idea is they're going to have batteries on board their ships, and when they come into port, they switch the battery power so they're not operating the engines at all. And we'll keep the whole area around the port environmentally friendly. Uh, according to the general manager of Costa Cucieri, Mario Zanetti, he points out that the project is part of their ambitions, because everybody needs to have ambitions. I have ambitions. Uh, you know what mine is. Mine is to make money with this. Their ambition is to introduce a new generation of cruise ships operating with net zero emissions by 2050 that is this you know as the bunker fuel spews toxic stuff uh, people in the cruise industry spew this uh 2050 2050 2050 so we shall see right now they're just partnering up they haven't really right now they just have ambitions they don't have a battery and of course i'm not intelligent enough to speak on this if i really get serious maybe i'll take a course or two on sustainability but bottom line if i if i correct me if i'm wrong uh, you have to build the battery and that's not always good for the environment and then you have to power the battery and how the hell is that going to happen it's going to happen from fossil fuel so it's just kind of screwy now i mentioned this on friday and now it's getting crazy Cuban refugees are leaving Cuba and trying to get to Miami, but they're not getting anywhere near Miami. And they end up stranded, and then cruise ships have to pick them up. Not a problem. Morally, that's the right thing to do. Under maritime law, you have to do it. But the Celebrity Beyond just rescued their second boat of refugees on Saturday. This is first, it's the second time since the beginning of the year. I think the word's out in Cuba. Look, build you know a couple of pallets and some things have floated. We'll get out there. They'll pick us up. We go on board. We have a dinner. They give us, they give us T-shirts. Uh, you know what I see happening, like with Carnival. The, the guests are going to go, can we get a picture with the refugee? You know, I would be great. What a souvenir. Yeah, you see these guys? Here's the sad, it's sad because they can't, 
they, they don't go to Miami with the ship. Coast Guard comes and gets them. So they get on board, they have a couple of drinks, they have a little dinner, they try the steakhouse, and then the Coast Guard takes them back. And I'm sure when they go back to Cuba, they're not waiting there with a, a glass of champagne going, got any pictures? How, how, what kind of ship was it? Virgin Valiant, Virgin Voyages, Valiant Lady. They picked up people the other day, Scarlet Lady before that. We are now entering the Cuban waters on our way to, to the Grand Bahamas, uh, Great Stirrup Key. I'm wondering if we end up, first we, we just had a medical evacuation. We had U.S. Coast Guard circling the ship for an hour and a half. Guests love that. I feel terrible for the guests who had to be evacuated, but the guests are like, hey, look, a helicopter. And uh, now maybe we'll have a, a refugee rescue. Wow, what a trip. Uh, if you hear that voice in the background, I tried to delay this. Uh, I usually wait until after the cruise director does her morning announcement, but that was delayed because of the medical evacuation. So I'm not retaping. You'll hear a voice in the background, and then people that know Dottie are going to go, hey, there's our Dottie. Ambassador Cruise Line, I've never talked about him, and the other day I talked about him for the first time. They had a ship under repair. It's out of dry dock. Well, now they have a lot of solo cabins. This is a UK-based English cruise line, just sails in Europe. Um, they have a lot of solo cabins. Let me explain that. In the past, cruise lines, if you were one person in the state, when you paid for two people, even though the person wasn't there, you had to pay for that person that you didn't want to go with you, even you know, even though you knew you're paying for. You know, like in other words, if you wanted to go on a cruise and you're by yourself, you could invite somebody, but you had to find somebody you thought you could deal with for seven days or ten days, and you didn't know anybody, so you paid twice. Now they're not charging. Here we have solo cabins. I'm in one. 6034 is a solo gas cabin. Well, Ambassador Cruise Line has partnered up with a dating app. It's called Our Time. Not your time or their time or my time. It's Our Time. Our Time for people, singles over 50. Singles over 50 can create, create their own destiny. That's what I'm reading here in the press release. And uh, the vice president of Our Time, her name is Joanna Pons. Joanna said, our users might be over 50, but their love life is far from over. In fact, the best is still to come. So what they want to do is they want to hook you up. Uh, you go on this app. This is my English friends, you know. You go on this app, find out if they like tea, if they like scones, if they have something in common, you know. And then you, go, you, and then you agree to meet them on a cruise. No, no, it's bad enough when you get a blind date. It's the worst night of your life. At least you get rid of him or her. But now you're going on a four-day or seven-day cruise. You can't get away. No, you can't. No, this is a bad idea. Now you might get lucky and find the love of your life, or you might realize it was the wrong picture on the app. And you take a look at that load. I'm talking about a man now. Anyway, uh, so you can join our time... I have a lot of listeners in the UK, by the way. Uh, six, I think. Uh, if you want, if you're uh, single and you want to no longer be single, and, and if it's your time, uh, then you go on our time and tell them it's your time. I seldom talk about Oceania because I'm talking about them every day. I'm on a beautiful ship with great food and service and yada yada yada. But they did announce in a press release. They seldom have press releases that they're proud to say Oceania will be globally in 22 and 23. In other words, all six ships will be around the world. That's the way this company always was. The pandemic kind of put a crimp in that, if you know what I mean. Um, and we've been kind of all near 
the same place, but we're spreading out. The Riviera is still in the Caribbean until March 22nd. Serena's in the Caribbean until March 10th. They head to Europe. But then in South America right now, the Marina's in South America until March 19th, uh, doing those uh, fabulous ports of Brazil. Uh, and then uh, Nautica is down in Africa and Asia. It's down in Abu Dhabi and Dubai and Cape Town, running around down there. I've done that run. It's very, very nice. They're there until next May. Insignia has begun its world cruise. They're telling me that's 218 nights that kind of surprised me. I didn't think it was that much. Uh, and they're going uh, south of North America, the Caribbean, Far East, Southeast Asia, Middle East, Africa. They're everywhere. Uh, and Regatta, lovely Regatta, is off the coast of the Kangaroo Island right now. You can hear the kangaroos laughing, going, we're here, we're a little closer. Uh, they're down there doing Australia, the South Pacific, and Asia, New Zealand. So six ships all over the world, and that is what Oceana always was about. It was never a Caribbean cruise line. It was always about somewhere around the world, and I'm glad to see it's spreading its wings again. Not that they care what I think. Carnival Cruise Line, I saw this, and at first I wanted to be uh, cynical. I wanted to kind of not denounce it, but uh, they're reintroducing something called Beyond, uh, Behind, not Beyond, Beyond the Celebrity, Beyond the Edge, and the Beyond the Onward, Behind the Fun, and it's the ultimate tour, of course it's marketing, ultimate tour on board Carnival ships, where you get to go behind the scenes, <laughs> and you get to go to I-95. I-95 is, is the main corridor of the ship down below, down below. It's called I-95 because of, uh, you know, they, they were Miami-based cruise lines, and I-95 is I-95, and that's where everything happens. Uh, fort, forklifts are going by, pallets, people are shuffling around, everything's going on. Uh, you'll see that, you'll see storerooms, freezers, laundry rooms, and I thought, you know, it's another stupid money grab, because you pay for this. You know, pay for like anywhere from 55 to $100. But then I read, they only allow 16 people per cruise. So they're not making it. This is more of a pain in the tuchus than anything else, because you have to take 16 people and take them downstairs. People are working down there. They're cooking, preparing food. They're, they're doing all kinds of stuff. But you're going to see everything that happens for $100, you know. And you might even run into a refugee down there, or two. Okay, I know him. Can I get a picture? Uh, they're going to start with uh, on the new Carnival Celebration, of course, will be there in the Mardi Gras. Uh, uh, and the tours last from like two to three hours that you're touring the ship. So I guess they're not in it for the money. All right. My buddy Steve, you hear me say that a lot. He sends me stories. He finds me advertisers. This guy's the best. He sent me a link for the Miami Herald today. They ran a story on Royal Caribbean's new dinner menus. How sad is that newspaper? How sad are hurting for the new, that's the Moclachi family. Uh, you know what the problem is? There's not enough Trump stories to put on there now. So, so anyway, they're putting Royal Caribbean's new menus. Now, I don't subscribe to the Miami Herald, so I couldn't look. Um, so I went online to the blog, the Royal Caribbean blog, and determined that, yeah, they're putting all new menus in the dining rooms, and the reason, and that's the only reason I'm telling this story, because I like to be a wise ass. Michael Bailey is the president and the CEO of Royal Caribbean International. That's Royal Caribbean Cruise Line. This guy's brilliant. He's brilliant beyond. He's a, a lifer in the industry. He, you know, worked on ships. He was a waiter, I think, or assistant waiter, all the way to the CEO. But he was asked why they were changing the menus, and his response said was that guests often complain about the length of dinner service. Michael, 
Our guests do not complain. They comment. Our guests never complain. They comment. I have a comment about the food. It was a little salty. I have a comment about this. I have a comment about the martini. They never complain. Don't ever say we, the guests complain. Michael, our guests are happy in the industry. They love everything. They were commenting about the length of the dinner service. So in order to put the food out quicker they they, they change the menu every night is a different menu French Italian Mexican <laughs> Mexican on a show with 5,000 people that should be a thrill um and also on the bun, it's funny too because you know when you prepare food, there's chicken, there's beef, there's fish, chicken, beef, fish. It's a different night. You know, one night it's uh, uh, breasted chicken, next night it's, it's chicken parmesan. There you go. Uh, but on the bottom, all the menus they have the premium selections, and that's the reason I started this boring story to begin with. Uh, just kidding, Steve. Give me something to talk about. Uh, you can have a lobster tail in the main dining room for sixteen ninety five. One tail, one little tail, or you can order from their chops grill. You can have the filet mignon for nineteen ninety five. That's not too bad, really, for filet or serve and turf for thirty four ninety nine. I bring it up because yes, I'm bragging about Oceana. Yeah, you pay more to come to Oceana. There's no doubt about it. But if you go to terraces upstairs, we don't have a buffet. If you go to terraces every night, they have lobsters, lamb chops, strip steak, and, and and you can have all the lobster you want. Uh, there's no charge. So I've seen people go get four lobsters, finish those, come back, get four more. I mean, I saw one guy have so many, he grew a tail. He literally grew a tail. They had a crack to get him out of the uh, terraces. So, and serve and turf for $35. I had my friends come on board. We ate in Tuscan steak a couple nights ago, and Rhonda had the surf and turf. It was lovely. If you want it on raw cribbing, and that's the difference, obviously. Raw cribbing is one of those great hand with life jackets, thousands of people. And you start with a price that's very reasonable, and then you a la carte it until you can't afford another a la carte it. And that's how that goes. Uh, good story, Steve. Thanks. Really was. I, I didn't know about the um, the fact that they bang you for 35 bucks for um, a small piece of steak and a piece of tail. Hello. <laughs> hey, thanks for the new listeners. Thanks for the new subscribers. Once again, the easiest way to find this is to go on my website, bestatseeradio.com. Subscribe. And you'll get an email every day. And you just click on the link and you boom. You're right there because as of uh, tomorrow, it's on the podcast playground, but you can find it anywhere on Spotify, Amazon, Google, Audible, uh, you name it. It's everywhere. And it's going to get bigger and better, I hope. There's that duck. All right. I'll talk to you tomorrow from the private island. I am looking forward to it.